<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Lamar is Joe Burrow's son. You were a beast, but now we're done. Now you're done. Take your gimpy ass to bed. 41 21. Who day, 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 They get it. Alex! Enough. What? They get it. They get it. Who day? Hey, welcome back to Fuck You, We We Like like the Bengals. After a big victory, I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, as always, is... Lloyd Johnson. Happy 2022. Fuck yeah, bro. Dude, so you were... were, Before the podcast, you uh, sat down and made me watch uh, the uh, Carry On My Wayward Son music video. I never... All right, so you can ask me if I want to listen to that song, and I might tell you no. Okay. If you ever ask me if I want to watch that video, I'm going to say yes. Yes. I don't care what we're doing. I don't care what's happening. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> it is one of so the most. So tell us rid- about it. It's one of the most ridiculous fucking videos ever. It's, In a good way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, it started with, I saw this thing where the, the, one of the singers from Kansas used to be like considered a heartthrob. <laughs> <clears throat> and he is a weird looking fucking dude. Is that the dude with like the like really crazy frizzy hair? No, no, no. The other one that looked like his, he looks like Rick Springfield if his head was a penis and somehow yep. also a pro wrestler at the same time. Yep. He's a weird looking dude, but he used to be like a heartthrob. And then the other singer is this dude with the craziest like it's like a fro that was split in half and calmed down. It's like Slash got struck by lightning. It, yeah, but it's all red. It's so red. Yep. Oh, it's so red. And he's got the giant bushy beard and two giant fucking front teeth. He's <laughs> such a weird dude, and he dances so awkwardly that it's I, I, <laughs> I could watch it all day. It's why he's in a rock band and not like so, he's like <clears throat> some fucking disco actor. Right, but even most like rock band guys like have like some stage presence or yeah. He just looks like he's being like randomly jolted by electricity as he's moving <laughs> Which around. Which is why his hair looks like that. Yeah, it probably. I mean, it probably. I think maybe that we've just solved how he, how it is. I think they like just put leads in his shoes and just shock him every once in a while to make sure he's still there. But like each of the members of those bands, that band was playing like, like two or three instruments. Yeah. All right. So there's one dude that you barely see standing in the background. He's got a weird mustache. You see him like a couple of glimpses throughout the whole video. And it's like a six minute video. Oh yeah. There's a weird like Swedish dude who has like bangs and long blonde hair. That's just straight. And he's wearing like a, 
pl- uh, like a, a suede green vest. Very strange looking fella. Okay. <clears throat> then there's the drummer who you barely see. Fairly normal looking dude for the time. Fairly like straightforward. I mean, there was a lot of drums in that drum set, but like fairly straightforward dude. Yeah. Um, there's a guy who looks like if you shaved Chaka from Land of the Lost <laughs> and gave him an instrument, and he's just like, Chaka do good? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Chaka, did good. And then there's the half-shaved fucking Wookiee that we were talking about earlier with the red hair. And then there's the lead singer that is... Just looks like one of the of uh, the, the Bee Gees. Yeah, he looks like... <clears throat> He looks like the. He straight up looked like a BG to me. Yeah, he looked like he was booted out of the village people and became like a cottage person. I don't like. I don't know. <laughs> but that dude was considered a heartthrob at one point, and it's baffling to me. It's like, it's like modern day. Like, I mean, I, don't, I know you can't compare genres. Like a lot of people don't know why Post Malone's a heartthrob. Yeah, it's but it's so it's way weirder. I don't get it, and I don't. Because a lot of people that complain, like, it's like the Pete Davidson thing. Yeah. It's like people complain, like, why is this dude a heartthrob? We just have to understand. Yeah, I I just, it's, I can understand Post Malone or Pete Davidson way more than this dude. This dude looks so weird. He looks like, like I said, Marty Jannetty, if his head was shaped way more, head and hair were shaped much more like a penis. (laughs) And somehow, like, the dress and like swag of like Rick Springfield. <laughs> I don't, it, it just doesn't, nothing about it lines up where you should be able to look at that and go like, yep, that's good. I don't, I mean, I don't get it either. It's like, it's not my place to <clears throat> complain about it. Cause the people that complain, they're like, I think like there's just people that are just jealous that they're, they themselves aren't getting laid. Yeah. It's more like if like, it's more like if someone was like Steve Buscemi the hottest dude alive. And you're like, I don't, what are you no, fucking with me? Like, no, that can't that can't be right, but it was like this guy was on posters and people had him on their fucking wall. And like teenage girls had them. Like it's like fucking. It's like a pop star. It's like Harry Styles. Yeah, exactly. Well, Harry Styles is like legitimately talented and legitimately. Okay, calm, calm down. I know you're mad that they didn't respond to your fan letters, but it's, it's gonna be okay. I should have said no homo at first, right? No one would have bought it. No, no one would have bought it. No. Yeah, that's all right. Your eyes lit up and sparkled when you said Harry Styles. <laughs> no, nah, I think I benched him like one day. I was like, he hasn't really been on my playlist since. Because I've been listening to Papa Roach a lot today. And <laughs> Lloyd gave it. me so much shit for that. You said you were a Papa Roach guy. <laughs> that is not a band that you can be like, that's like your band. There's just no way. Or just a band that I like. Okay, that's fine. But you say you're a Papa Roach guy. I, I think I said that more in jest. It's like being like, I'm a Sugar Ray guy. No, you're fucking not. Stop it. <laughs> no, Whatever more like saying, Sugar Gay. You, uh, That's a popular meme that people yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, so I was going to tell a story about that exact song, Carry On My Wayward Son. Right. I might have told this to you, and I've had this in my act before. But I was in high school, and one thing with Asperger's is like, I had really bad crushes. It was just... I tried fucking everything, and it was just never works. Some of us call it stalking. That's fine. I, part of me thinks I did. I didn't know better, but it was just no excuses for it. But it got it got ridiculous in a way. And uh, one thing I did was there was a girl I went to school with, and I was like, you know what? This is gonna be my big move to win her over. 
I was going to sing to her in our high school cafeteria and not even get like get on a stage or anything, which I think would have been more embarrassing. But no, I got next to her, and again, I know this is totally fucking ridiculous now, but like, I uh, I got next to her at like, I got next to her where she was sitting in, in the cafeteria and sang Carry On My Wayward Son. Not even a love song, just Carry On My Wayward, Carry On. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Wayward Son by Kansas. Like, had you... Spoken to this person on a regular yes, basis? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, I'm just trying to understand how weird this is. Like, oh, something you had never spoken to when you just walked up, like, carry on my wayward <laughs> son. She's like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> she knew me and she was like, what the fuck is happening now? Like, I feel like if you had just done that without someone knowing you at all, like, that would have been the person that invented the rape whistle. <laughs> There's a show in Louisville at Planet of the Tapes called We Still Like You, where you tell an embarrassing story, and at the at the end, the crowd says, we still like you. And I feel like this is one of those stories where it's just like, you learn from it, and you're just like, hey, we still like you. Yeah, and then you go on to just start inviting people on your podcast to advertise their weird hats. I didn't bring it up. Uh, that, that story actually has a wild twist that I did not expect because like now you and her have a wayward son. <laughs> no, uh, close though. Um, I haven't talked to hacker in so long, but, um, that girl that I did that to, I sang to like nine years later, slid into my DMS. Nice. Cause apparently she had like seen my comedy on like YouTube and shit. And she's like, you're really funny. And like, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I was in a beat-ups. Is, is this like post-Jim Schubert? Yes. Okay. Post-Jim Schubert. I'm getting back at it pretty pretty soon. No, you're looking good, bro. Thank you. Um, But no, it was like fucking nine years later. I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings in Clifton. And now I literally remember this because I laughed so hard. Not at her, but like the ridiculousness of the situation. She fucking slid into my DMs. I was like, do you not remember all the dumb shit I did? And then she's like, I'd love to come one of your shows. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. And she, she came by herself, sat front goddamn row, 
I think I did okay. And then she came again a few hours later. <laughs> I got up next to her table and sang Carrie on Wayward Son. Nice. No, I. Uh, she came to a couple shows, and I guess just it didn't work out. And I think she's married now, so. Alex killed her. Anyway, no comment <laughs> on that. It's why we're friends. I work at the zoo. I can dispose of a body. <laughs> it's the old Dave Attell joke. A good friend will help you move. A best friend will help you move. A body. For sure. Yeah, that was just that was just a wild situation all around. And yeah, I was talking with the I was because I was in Michigan this week uh, talking with a comic about that, and it's just one thing that with Asperger's it sucks is just fixation. Oh yeah, I know. Because like I, same with mine, I get hyper focused on weird shit. Yeah, and it's mine aren't uh, usually people related, but it's it's like on the Asperger side of the spectrum, you tend to do that with like people and yeah. like connections and can get emotionally fixated on it things. It sucks, dude. I will get hyper focused on something that I don't even really want to deal with, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Like the the amount of effort that goes into just like getting through it, just letting go. It's not letting go. You just have to do it until it's done. Like, I ended up reading a whole goddamn college textbook on myconology because I saw this fucking two-minute thing about somebody cleaning up fucking swamp water areas that were left over after Katrina, growing mushroom cilia across the top of the water and it drawing toxins. And I ended up reading a whole goddamn textbook because I couldn't stop. Like, I, I, I had to. Like, I had to do it. <laughs> that kind of, like, hyper-focus. Yeah. So I, I understand the, the thing you're talking about of, like, that fixation where you got to – you kind of just either have to – Dig until you're done digging or walk away and just be frustrated forever. Yep. And the what sucks with people, though, is like with like the, the textbook thing, you're just reading a textbook with a person. You're like negatively affecting another person. Yeah. And Hopefully it's not. But yeah, it's meant. Well, it, there were times in the past that I did and yeah. it's it fucking sucks. And the only thing you can do is just and I've tried to improve on it and try. I mean, to, yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there have been some hard lessons learned, and all you got to do is just... Man, I feel like a total bitch right now. Oh, you're doing great. You haven't abducted or murdered anyone in weeks. Months. <laughs> months now. Months. Days. Um, all right, well, I wasn't with you around Christmas. My bad. Okay, true. But it's uh, it's kind of a hard thing to deal with. But how, how do I segue into Spotify Greenroom? <clears throat> if there's a place where you wanted to go and hear more stories of Alex... Awkwardly being fixated on people while talking about sports. <laughs> Where would you go? I would go to Spotify Green Room. <laughs> oh boy. Now I feel <laughs> so fucking awkward. Because, like, when Lloyd, like, there are times, like, right now when, like, Lloyd gives me shit about something, it's like, I feel like, man, it's like, I'm really fucking up. And Lloyd looks at me in a totally different light. Doesn't bother me at all. I, I, I get it. Yeah. So I, I can't say anything. Mine yeah. is just different. Yeah. And it's like I've permanently burned some bridges by being a fucking awkward, weird fuck. And it just. That's just being on the spectrum, bro. It fucking sucks. But what can you do? Anyway, Spotify Green Room. It is a live audio only sports talk platform. Enjoy the plug. Spot, enjoy the plug. Spotify Green Room. We're sad. Now sports. Autism. Um, <laughs> sports. It's what we do. Uh, it is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in 
Real time. And not a high school cafeteria. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. You can join on conversations with us and have to be have a chance to be featured on any sports drink podcast. We'll be hosting rooms at some time at some place. All you got to do is just start enjoying ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow us at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live sometime, someplace. But come at us with your spiciest takes. With your spiciest takes. We might get Bart Scott in here pretty soon. Oh, God. We'll speaking, get of, yeah, speaking of spicy takes. We'll get to uh, we'll get to that in a little bit because I would like to talk because we talk a lot of negative stuff about how I'm a piece of shit and we are pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, but we still because we get each other. Yeah, but you know, both of us have done the same kind of shit. Mine's just like somebody's like, oh, do you hear I'm pregnant? And I'm like, oh, gross, because <laughs> <laughs> my my mouth gets it does the thing before my brain goes, oh yeah, you're not supposed to say that. Yep. <laughs> Or someone's like, oh, I did this thing. And I'm like, I don't care. Speaking of uh, I don't care. What the fuck happened last week? A lot of people talked about the Bengals 41 to 21 win. And they said, oh, they were playing the Ravens third stringers. We Uh, here at fuck you like the Bengals don't don't give a shit. shit. Not a single fucking one. I don't care. Don't get COVID then. Yeah. But, yeah, the Bengals won 41-21. Joe Burrow, kind of a disappointment in this game. Yeah, I know. He just really could have stepped it up, you feel. 37-46 for 525 yards. Couldn't get 600. Yeah, I know. Just, oh, okay, I'm just going to barely beat the record. Barely. Mm. Just barely miss the most passing yards in the Super Bowl era. Uh, Four touchdowns. Well, we'll, I'll be serious for a second. Holy shit. Yeah. It was fucking gnarly. It was so much fun to watch. I was there with my brother. Awesome. Um, oh, my God is all I have to say. Here's some statistics about Joe Burrow's game. Only one quarterback this century has thrown for more yards in a game than Joe Burrow did against the Ravens on Sunday. It was Matt Schaub. Who, Joe Burrow threw for 529, or 525. Matt Schaub threw for 527 in a game in 2012 that I believe went to overtime. I believe so, yeah. Which is fucking nuts. Um, Only two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era have thrown for more yards than Joe did in that game. It was... uh, Uh, shit. It was Matt Schaub and Warren Moon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely insane. Uh, let's, uh, cause we'll get to mix in a little bit because he had a, a decent game, but the leading receiver, God damn it. Tasif Higgins. Boy, did he look, he looked so good. <clears throat> Remember when people called him the drop King earlier this oh, yeah, year? Yeah. Yeah. It's well, let's put that sh- lay those, uh, weary complaints to rest and please don't you cry no more because my God, he looked like a fucking monster that you expected to see. A million times, like it's he's playing up to where he, where he, where his potential is. Twelve receptions, two of those were touchdowns. Hey Lloyd, 
192 yards. Uh, I believe that's the second receiver of ours to go over 1,000 yards this season. Yes, it is. Hmm. Who's that first one? Jamar Chase. God damn right. It's like the Bengals have a 4,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and two 1,000-yard receivers, all of which are under 25. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So when the when we say this year might not be the year, but maybe next year or in a couple of years from now, we're not shitting around, dude. The The amount of offensive talent that they've managed to get and will likely keep is fucking impressive. If the Bengals want to bring a Super Bowl to Cincinnati, you have to retain. You have to retain Boyd. You have to retain T. Higgins. Jamar Chase is expendable. He can fuck off. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. No, you have to retain Chase. You've retained Mixon for a little bit. Yeah. But most importantly, you have to retain Joe Burrow. Throw as much money at him as he wants. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's in question whether that's going to happen at this point. No. <clears throat> they've, uh, they've put their eggs in that basket and are pretty happy with how it's going. I still think they need to invest more in their line. Oh, I think that's got to be next year. It's got to just be like the first couple picks you got to think are going to be either O-line, linebacker, or... I say, because um, a lot of people, and I, I was talking to a guy in Hootie Nation about this. Uh, shout out. Love you guys. I won't be there for a while, but um, I shared a meme on a group, and Zuck was like, no. <laughs> it was a funny meme. I'm amazed I have not been banned at all for anything. <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable. I got, yeah, I won't talk about it, but um, what was I going to say? Well, what was I talking about? Oh, um, uh, oh, the line. Yeah, yeah. So I am not mentally ready for the debates this offseason about the draft. I am not mentally ready. They're like, go get tight ends and but like the same, uh, the same three things that everyone is going to say because you can't say go chase receivers. Go get Ahmad. No, well, let's say like go get Ahmad Gardner from Cincinnati. Yeah. Go get that defensive back. Go get a linebacker. It's like, man, if you I will I say this, I am happy Jamar Chase is here. Again, how often have I brought up Panay Sewell? Like the Bengals should have had Panay Sewell since the Bengals have had the draft. No, you you're a reasonable human being who let it just let it go. I let it go. You you I'll let it slide this year. You can't next year. No. You cannot. You have to get a first round lineman this year. No, you don't have to get a first round lineman. If they if there it depends on what's available. If there's a linebacker like an outside linebacker that can play like really good coverage and fix that kind of issue we have of covering tight ends and things like that. If you, if there's one that's like a real fucking top tier Take the linebacker there. You'll find linemen second, third round that are fine. Jackson Carmen has entered the chat. <laughs> but I'm not saying that every one of them pans out, but yeah, I mean, how many guys have been picked in the second, third, fourth fucking round that are top-level linemen? I mean, I don't, I don't really keep track. I know most of the – a decent amount of the linemen that have been picked in the uh, – that like the star linemen have been like first round or, or even second round like high second Wasn't round picks. Wasn't Jenny a second round pick? 
Uh, I want to say it was a third round pick. Yeah, something like that. I, I remember he wasn't that, you know, but what was Whitworth? He was. Whitworth, I believe, was a second round pick in 06. Yeah. So, I mean, there's guys, that, that's what I'm saying. There's guys in the second and third rounds that if there isn't that guy at first and there is that guy as like a linebacker or something, <clears throat> sure. I think we saw that with Micah Parsons this year because like he was picked like seven, seven spots below Jamar Chase. And he might not only be defensive rookie of the year, legit candidate for defensive player of the year. Oh, for sure. He's an animal. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If that kind of talent's there, yeah. That's fine. Spend the first round pick there. If another Frank Ragno situation happens where like a team jumps us and drafts <clears throat> Frank Ragno who the Bengals wanted and then like we have to like settle for the next best guy and there's like a better linebacker than there is a lineman, I'd be okay with it. I do think you got to get some motherfuckers in free agency then. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's the route they go. Yeah. And then you still draft expecting like you're going to have to replace Riley. You're going to have Oh, 100%. To- you're going to have to replace Suafilo. You're gonna uh, you're gonna have to replace Trey Hopkins. Maybe. Maybe. I mean he's I think he's playing pretty well. Yeah. For for playing center and guard at the same time a lot of the times. Oh yeah. I think he's doing pretty well. It's because I think the only sure thing you have at line right or the only sure things you have right now in line are Jonah Williams and Quentin Spain. Yeah. The right side with Hopkins, God knows who, and Riley Reef. That's a question mark. Right. That God knows who at right guard has made Trey Hopkins look not as good as he could. Yeah. Because when you're having to pick up blocking assignments for the guy immediately to your side, as well as doing your job, that's rough. I think we'll do, I'll do research next week as like, who's like an impending free agent. Cause like, I know that they couldn't have gotten Trent Williams. They couldn't have gotten Joe. To- they couldn't have gotten Joe Tooney. They couldn't have gotten, I think Scherf was a free agent, Maybe. but I don't think they got Morgan Moses either. They they got they settled for Riley Reef and he's been pedestrian. I mean, there's teams that offered trades for Stanley. Ronnie Stanley? And the Chiefs got him. No, um um our receiver. Uh oh, Stanley Morgan? Yeah. Really? Yeah, there was like two teams that had like him, him on their board. Like had him like as someone to to look at. Huh. You just got to realize, like, the receiving core is good enough that, like, teams that want, like, that big blocking receiver out yeah. on one side, almost like a second tight end to line up on a side. Yeah. There's a few teams that have That offered. see him as, like, as Zach Taylor lets to, likes to say, he fits our system. Yeah. Well, speaking of receivers, let's get back, because we got sidetracked a little bit. Let's yeah. get back to this motherfucking game, 41-21 Bengals over the Ravens. Uh, leading receivers, T. Higgins, 12 receptions, 192 yards and a touchdown. Amazing. Jesus. Jamar Chase, 7 receptions, 125 yards. Tyler Boyd, 3 receptions, 85 yards and a tutty. C.J. Hughes, 5 receptions, 36 yards. And Joe Mixon, 6 receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown, in addition to 18 rushes for 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, kind of a scoring breakdown. McPherson, uh, Connor McLagger had a 30-yard field goal. Mixon had a one-yard rush. There's one touchdown in particular that I want to talk about because I like knew it was going to happen before the ball was even caught. Boyd's. The mo- I was in Paul. I was in Paul Brown, and <clears throat> I saw Boyd break into the open field, and before he even caught the ball, 
It was like it was like the ball was from halfway from Burrow to Boyd. I screamed as if I I was like, oh, I was like, I just knew. Just well, like we literally watched the exact same play go for a touchdown the week before, for what an eighty-seven yard, and this one was an eighty-six yard. This was sixty-eight. Or yes, I'm sorry, there was sixty, sixty-seven and sixty-eight. I think. Yeah. That's, it, it's it was the exact same play. Exact. I mean, that was just straight up. Well, it's also, again, we don't give a shit that we're playing third stringers. You got to beat the shit out of third stringers. Yeah. Capitalize. It's a late season game. It's the playoff run. You're not only trying to get yourself a playoff spot, but you're trying to knock the Ravens out of the playoffs. So if you play third stringers, don't show mercy. It's still a divisional game. Yeah. If you're going to complain about the fact that you're running up the score on third stringers, Bart Scott, then fuck you. Yeah. Speaking of, let's let's touch on that. Holy shit, Lloyd. I I didn't get a chance to see this until like because I saw like snippets of it. I saw people post about it, but Lloyd, what the fuck did Bart Scott say? Dude, Bart Scott went on a ridiculous rant. First of all, longtime Raven. Yeah, I mean. Which is probably where this comes from. Yeah, oh no, without a doubt. He was talking about how the Ravens have a culture of being fucking killers, and Cincinnati has some athletes, but they don't have any killers. And now them running up to score on the Ravens like that, the Ravens are going to put a red dot on Joe Burrow, and he's going to get. You know, uh, rib shots and tackled by his arms so that his head hits the ground. And, but like, he's like, they're going to come out, they're going to find you and hurt you. Like, he just kept saying goofy shit like that. And then, as soon as anyone brought up like anything reasonable, he's like, yeah, they lost to the Jets. I was like, yeah, but the. You, you, the the Bengals lost to the Jets, but the Ravens lost to the Bengals twice. And they got stomped both times. He's like, oh, they were playing the third string. Not the first game. First yeah. name went almost exactly the same. What are, we, what are we? It was in Baltimore. Yeah. Calm down. He's just, honestly, he's just, I I mean, this is not very analytical. I also maintain he was just being a bitch. Yeah. I mean, he, he got his, he was butt hurt watching that game and then they just put him on the air. That's after. a great word for that. He was so fucking butt hurt. It, I mean, it, you could tell it was just sand in the veg, whiny. Well, that's one way to put it. But I mean, it's what it seemed like to me. You're not wrong. But so, I, I, if you haven't watched it, just look up Bart Scott on Joe Burrow, uh, and he talks about Zach Taylor too. Like we're gonna have him fired in four years. Like how, who? One, who's we? And two, how? Do you understand? You're saying no, you're saying nonsensical things because you're so upset. You're so upset that Joe Burrow. How? I mean. Even if it's a third string, how could you talk shit about a quarterback who just put up the fourth most yards in a game in NFL history? Yeah. Third most in the Super Bowl era. Again, it, it, none of this can't, like uh, I always say, you can't reason someone into a thought they did, or you can't reason someone out of a thought they didn't reason their way into. This was pure emotional whining. That's such a great saying. And. Uh, if you haven't heard the rant, go listen to it because it borders on like uh, bounty gate kind of territory. Yeah, of being like Steve Biscotti put in the code, put in that code, make sure you got the red dot on him. Everyone gonna arm tackle him so his head hits the ground. Like he kept saying it, he's out of his fucking mind. That's some like that's the that's the, like that's the kind of thing a football player who played for like and not, I'm not just gonna say like his NFL career. 
played in college, played in high school. That's a dude who's been playing football for fucking 20 years. Yeah, now you're talking about intentionally hurting some other player. Am I crazy <sighs> in saying that might be like some like CTE shit? I, I, I don't think you can argue that. Yeah, he's he's clearly not just lost his mind. He's out of yeah. He, it was so ridiculous to hear that you were like, hold on, one. Yes, mean you're paying this guy for this. Like someone better have a conversation with him for sure. Like you can't just go out and basically threaten another player. Like we're in the era where now when someone gets hurt, they all hold hands and pray. <laughs> <clears throat> and this motherfucker's over here like, make sure his head's banging off the ground so he can't protect himself and fucking break his ribs and kick him in the face. Like, That's straight out of Ray Lewis's mouth. Yeah, which is the only reason anyone who's a fuck Bart Scott is to begin with <laughs> yeah. is because he played beside Ray Lewis. You were an okay linebacker that played beside a great linebacker, which made you look better. Yep. Then you went to the fucking Jets for four years and had, I don't know, you started some games. No one gave a shit. No. You weren't a star there. You're, you're just like a Nate Burleson type where you just existed, and now you just happen to be a play-by-play guy. Yeah. Or a, happen I, to be an analyst. And a bad one. Yeah. Nate Burleson's a great one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, love Nate Burleson. That guy, yeah, that guy's got good football IQ. I was listening to one or two other, like, after I watched that on YouTube, I looked up one or two other rants that Bart Scott went on. Oh, for fuck's sake. And they're not, there's nothing insightful. He was like, oh, this dude, this whole team just got tore up by a tight end doing this and this. But then also, like, three receivers that had 100-yard games. and But, like, that tight end was killing them and doing stuff. And But, I mean, I know that, like, they were missing, like, seven people. But, like, basically all of the arguments that he was using to talk shit about the Bengals beating the Ravens third stringers. Twice. He used in the other way about a whole different game. I think about like the Cardinals beating someone else. He's like, yeah, you know the Cardinals, their tight end tore up this and did this. I know they had three receivers with a hundred yards and a hundred yard rushing attack, and they, but they just destroyed this team. And people will say it wasn't the best version of that team on the field, but you you put a fifty three man roster on the field, and that's what happens. Like he went basically the opposite of the argument he was making, <laughs> but it sounded just as ridiculous. Yep, where it's. It's like, okay, we get it. You like these guys. You don't like those guys. I mean, like, you can't. I don't get why people complain about, like, when teams run up the score. You're playing a, a NFL game where you where the Ravens scored three touchdowns. Yeah. Stop. Who cares? Also, didn't we have almost the same? Or didn't we have a, even more dominant performance the first time around with everyone? Um, I think that game was close for a while, and then the Bengals just pulled away. Yeah, it was like, what, 41 to 17? 17 or something yeah. like that. So we beat them worse with the first stringers in, and your argument is, oh, they beat the third stringers. Who cares? They beat the first stringers worse a few weeks ago. That's on John Harbaugh for not managing his team <coughs> properly during a pandemic. Or just, do you know the difference between a first string guy and a third string guy? They still can do shit you cannot do. Yeah, unless that player is, like, a star. Right, I'm just saying, like, it's not like Josh Johnson doesn't know how to play football. He's he's played on 11 uh. teams in his career and has had I mean he's played for a lot of teams. 11 teams and he's had 16 stints on teams. So five teams he's played for on two different occasions. Yeah. 
I mean, so he's clearly an, an including ex- the Bengals. Yeah, including the Bengals in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. But he's clearly an experienced quarterback. He's a a lot of backups are like game managers where they're not like. And I knew this was going to be Josh Johnson's strategy going in, where he was just going to like dink and dunk it. He's not going to like try and throw it downfield. He's not going to try and do what Joe Burr did. He would just um, dink and dunk it to like Mark Andrews or Rashad Bateman or Hollywood Brown, and that's how he would get you by through the game. Who, I mean, as much as we make fun of people, Mark Andrews is a fucking monster. He's unreal. That kid's real good. Yeah, and he's going to be a good tight end for a while. I mean, I know he looks like Diet Drake, <laughs> but kid can ball. He can, he's a phenomenal tight end. <clears throat> he might he might be a higher draft pick next year than Travis Kelsey. Who knows? I didn't have uh, Mark Andrews. I drafted him for Billy in a fantasy league. Never drafted him for myself. I mean, he's been gold all year, man. He's been so good. Mark Andrews, shout out to you. You're a good football player. We're not going to bitch if you run up the score against us because you remember what the last three scores against the Ravens were? You know what the combined score was? The three previous games prior to that blowout? No. 114 to 19. Jesus. Yeah. it. They were drubbings. So... I mean, I know Bart Scott isn't listening to fuck you like the Bengals, but if you know Bart Scott, fucking lay the fuck off. Or just everyone forward this to his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, for fucking real. And and I mean, as you say that as if his Twitter probably already isn't exploding. Oh, I'm sure it is. Because uh, I think you also, what's the one lady that uh, all the fucking... Kay Adams? Yeah. I think she said something and he responded shitty to that too. What the fuck? He's just, I don't it, know. Like, here, if you do for some reason, if somehow or another, this does get into the ears of Bart Scott. Fuck you. <laughs> we like the Bengals, but too, also, fuck yourself with a cactus <laughs> and cry into a fucking puddle. Fuck you with Fire Edmund's pole. Fireman Ed's pole. <laughs> Fuck yourself with that weird fucking raven beak from your mascot. No one cares what you have to say. You fucking has been hack half ass player. He was shitty a f- analyst. Go fuck yourself. Die on a fire. I literally had nothing against him prior to prior to this, but like he just fucking went off the rails and just didn't give a shit, so he just tried to make a point and I think that's kind of what we were doing here, but yeah, let's move on from that published shit. Yep. Um, so right now the Bengals stand at 9-6. and six. They have clinched their first winning record since 2015. Clap it up. They have two very tough games coming up. Yes. They have the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not, I can't predict a win, dude. The Chiefs are disgusting right now. Yeah, they're playing great, but... Oddly enough, it is the kind like kind of the team we uh, beat. If that makes sense, like every once in a while the Bengals will pull out one. You just, I think the game's gonna go either really well or really bad. I don't have the Bengals <clears throat> beaten like, I mean maybe the Ravens, but like we also set, haven't seen a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes this year. We haven't seen a <clears throat> wide receiver as fast as Tyreek Hill. I mean, him and Hollywood Brown, I think, had the exact same 40 time, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's also, like, no, like, Tyreek Hill is, like, a great 
wide receiver for Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes has a fucking cannon. And then like wherever he puts it on the field, Tyreek Hill can just like get his fucking cheetah legs to go over there and just. I mean, but again, that's it. the same shit they say about Lamar and and Hollywood. Hollywood Brown. And look what we did to Lamar. Like if you try and play that game. Lamar, I mean, obviously <clears throat> Lamar has much has a lot more weaknesses at, at like the from the like the passing perspective than Patrick Mahomes does. But if the idea is to just do the rollouts and bootlegs like they've done in a few games this year, that shit has not worked at all. I mean, are the Bengals getting Logan Wilson back this week? <clears throat> I believe so. Yeah, oh, that'd be so much fun. And I think uh, Cream as well. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, because the Bengals have stunk. At covering tight ends. I mean, they've had some gnarly tight ends. They've had, like, in a, like a four-game span, they'll have played the three best tight ends in the league. Yeah. Fuck with fucking Andrews, Kelsey, and Gittle. And, Kid- and Gittle. What the fuck am I saying? Kittle. It's still just a dumb fucking name. Kittle. Oh. He is a very good tight end, though. Yeah, he is. If, there was, if you wanted to talk about tight ends on, like, some live <laughs> audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and use... Where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Is there like a website or an app you would download? There is. There's one we actually have used for this exact thing of me talking up Drew Sample, which was Spotify Green Room. Yes. Uh, like we said, Spotio Green, uh, Spotify Green Room. Fuck me, is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in. Oh. Real time. You're goddamn right. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. Uh, start to join ongoing conversations. You can watch big games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Or you can talk to other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. You can join on conversations with us, with us and have a chance to be featured on the Fuck You podcast. Uh, we will be hosting rooms at some time at some place. Um... All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free. Hi, Lloyd. Hi. In the iOS App Store, create a profile, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink Group. Follow us at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live sometime, someplace. We'll figure it the fuck out. Come at us with your spiciest takes. But Lloyd, <clears throat> all that aside. <laughs> You ready to roast them? Chiefs. Let's do the damn thing. Do the damn thing. Let's start with the mascot, who's a fucking wolf for some reason. I actually did look it up, but it doesn't. It still doesn't make sense. Casey Wolf. Lloyd, what do you got? Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Casey Wolf is also a security guard at TGRI, the <laughs> company that made the mutagen or ooze that created the Ninja Turtles. Um, his life actually started as a meth-addicted opossum <laughs> until one day he chewed up a carelessly misplaced canister of ooze. <clears throat> and like everyone else in Kansas City, he just never left and now lives a very sad and unfulfilling life. Yes, he does. KC uh, Wolf is the pinpoint reason why you shouldn't let foxes and rabbits breed with each other. <laughs> he does look like a weird sad possum to me. Yes, he does. With two fucking different colored eyes, one black, one blue. And they're like googly. Yep. One one black eye, one blue eye. That's like one of Tyreek Hill's kids. <laughs> that is an on the spot burn. Well done, sir. 
and that is going to be a running theme through this episode. Looking forward to it. The owner and uh, president, one of the presidents, Clark Hunt. I mean, honestly, I don't give a fuck about this shitty knockoff Max Hedrum. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about his absolute fucking dime piece of a daughter? Uh, yes, I'm going to. Gracie Clark has Holy had multiple shit. articles. Gla- Gracie Hunt. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Gracie Hunt. Former Miss Kansas USA. Has had multiple articles written about players shooting their shots at her. Or at least getting caught staring while she's out and about. Holy shit. One Chargers player actually got in trouble for stopping to photobomb and stare at her during a photo op before the game. What? Yeah. He, uh, he like, posed and tried to photobomb and, like, was staring at her while they were doing kickoff drills. <laughs> so that, that was the rabbit hole I went down when I was trying to. I will address that with a burn. Uh, Clark Hunt's daughter, Gracie. Actually, you know how football players uh, shoot shot their shots. She did d- formally date a football player. Yeah, you know who that player was. I don't. Former, uh, not former. Uh, Clark Hunt's daughter Gracie dated uh, previous previously dated Broncos quarterback Drew Locke. Yeah, he pulls insane women. I mean, apparently he's got this shit on lock. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, so did it there. There it is. Uh, Clark Hunt's daughter, Gracie, used to date Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, keeping up Locke's long-standing tradition of putting his balls in the hands of the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a drink. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I got more. Um, from 2016 to 2020, Clark Hunt donated uh, $53,675 to Republican causes. I can only assume this means he donated over $50,000 to make sure the Chiefs don't change their name. (laughs) Seems fitting. And uh, Clark Hunt's wife's maiden name is Shackles, which is what what it seems like Clyde Edwards Hilaire has on his feet every time he makes a run. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. And the general manager, Brett Veach. Uh, He looks like he is... The understudy for Jared Kushner in the play, he put what where? <laughs> uh, I forgot to put, I put the wrong picture on this for this joke, but uh, they say the dress for the job you want, which explains why Brett Veach's dream job is to host Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the rugby shirt picture. <laughs> yep. He looks like one, like a Steve Joe kind of amalgamation of the two a little it looks bit. Looks like they stunt double for like when he trips over the chair on the way <laughs> to get the mail. Gonna do weekend two. He looks like that stunt double. Yeah, for real. All right. Are you ready for this next guy? Always. Oh my god, I've never roasted this guy, and I'm so excited to get to him. Coaching. Andy motherfucking Reed. The only coach in the NFL whose shirt has been used as a roof of an indoor practice facility. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Andy Reid. This is an okay burn. Andy Reid decided, uh, decided to visit the White House after the Chiefs' Super Bowl win in 2020 and called it quite an honor. Reid based this decision on his hope that Trump would once again spring for a fast food buffet. <laughs> uh, do, you want me to, do you want me to tell my last burn now? Go ahead. Andy Reid, a man whose love for Hawaiian shirts can only be matched by his love for Hawaiian punch. (laughs) I loved that bird. That's a good one. I like that. All right. So I feel wrong for roasting roasting such a great coach. 
So instead, I'll just tell you some things about him. That's right. Let's get to this. In his 22-year career, he has 232 wins, 134 losses, and one tie. He has coached 11 divisional championship games, two of which went to Super Bowls. One, his team lost. One, his team won. He also ate 7,361 pastrami sandwiches last year. (laughs) He was the 2002 AP NFL Coach of the Year. Three times Sporting News Coach of the Year. In 2019, he lived out two of his lifelong dreams. One was winning a Super Bowl, and the other was successfully eating an entire Biggest Loser competitor. (laughs) What can you say? Winning is just in his blood. Which, fun fact, his blood type is Havarti. You say he had 134 losses? Yeah. 135 if you count his son, Garrett. (laughs) Boom. Let's go. That was another on-the-spot burn. That was a very good one. And his son, Britt. We we didn't even get to his son, Britt. No, I I wanted to keep going with that, but I just liked the bit, mostly (laughs) because I wanted to find a reason to say his blood type was Havarti. (laughs) I mean, really, the the rest of it was just written backwards from there. (laughs) Because <laughs> there's a picture of him holding, he's at like some dinner or whatever, and he's just, it's clearly a thing where he's supposed to cut a piece off. Uh huh. And he just picks up a giant chunk of like Havarti cheese. <laughs> and there were, there was like an article written about it from like someone who was just some sports journalist that was there that apparently just came up with nothing better than the picture of Andy Reid holding a giant chunk of Havarti cheese. <laughs> It, it just amused me. Oh, God. We're all good, but you ready to get to this next guy? Yeah, sorry. I don't need to explain everything. Let's get to this next guy. Quarterback. Patty Mahomes. Oh, Magic Mahomes. Patty Cakes. The Baby Goat. You said he didn't like the nickname Baby Goat because it implies that Brady is still the goat. Um, He was actually mistaken on why they call him Baby Goat. It's actually because he acts like a baby when his team is losing, and he's been known to chew on a dirty twig, (laughs) also known as Brittany Brittany Matthews. (laughs) His wife is kind of obnoxious. Yeah, that was the... Um, I always said Patrick Mahomes always talks like he's asking a girl out in front of her dad. (laughs) We win the Super Bowl. He's the only person I've ever seen in like one of the State Farm commercials that really does look mad that he doesn't get something special. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes is a man who likes his turkey to be covered in ketchup and his uh, opponent's memorials to be covered in his brother's footprints. <laughs> Can we talk about fucking Jackson goddamn Mahomes? Yeah, I didn't get time to write the burns I wanted to. I, I was digging in and like halfway through them but we decided to record just a little bit earlier than what we were originally planning so i didn't get to writing those burns but wow what a just (laughs) what a just what it showed like he looks like the annoying background character on like a drake and josh show yep like you know i mean a drake and josh show is called drake and josh i mean well they had like another show after that too uh well megan had the show called okay whatever like a Dan Schneider, Nickelodeon. They're all to me. So the weird, creepy, fucking sticking his knuckles in people who didn't. Dan want Holder, tighter. She's a fighter. Schneider. Schneider. Yeah, that guy. So I don't. Dan, just, wipe that tear. It's for your career, Schneider. <laughs> he just. I mean, tell me, he doesn't look like the quote unquote annoying character on one of those shows. Oh yeah, like one of the like a 
bad boyfriend that Carly or Sam dates on iCarly. Yeah, and everyone else hates. Like, Meh. I, don't, I didn't watch any of the shows, but Lily did, so like oh, I know they okay. exist. Yep. But ever like all the all the like annoying or bad people on there, they look exactly like him. They look so much like him. That fucking shitty ass mini perm and the weird just, like red cheek, long face. It, it, it was all the same prototype. He looks like it. He looks like the star of a boy band that'll still beat you up or some shit. <laughs> uh, I'll get to some of the. Oh boy, this joke might get me in trouble. Jackson Mahomes was the reason Tom Brenneman called Kansas City the fag capital of the <laughs> world. <laughs> uh, he looks like the head of security for the M and M store. <laughs> That's so good. That was one of the ones I had that I didn't get to finish writing out. So I'm glad it worked. Um, Jackson Mahomes said uh, TikTok helped him out of Patrick's shadow. And some of the videos he created makes me wish he would go right back in. (laughs) Um, Jackson Mahomes once poured water on Ravens fans, which is the closest anyone in Baltimore has come to taking a shower. (laughs) Holy shit. I like it. That was real fun. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. That. Fuck you. Did you see what happened with the bar situation? No, I didn't. I, I, I was, like I said, I was just cracking the surface when we had to start. So Some bar in Kansas City, like, apparently they uh, couldn't handle um, Jackson Mahomes' like, giant party. And it was like a small bar. So, like, Jackson Mahomes just, like, went on Instagram or some shit. And so, like, have you guys had a shitty experience with this bar, too? And then the bar just exploded at him on social media. Nice. And everyone was just like, yeah. And he was like, they're just like, fuck you. Basically, just fuck you, dude, for just um, thinking you're more important than you actually are and being in your brother's shadow and dancing on logos for TikTok cloud and shit. Yeah, I mean, he's just basically uh, Juju with no Juju. Yep. Just. His shitty, well, not shitty, because Patrick. I mean, I'll I'll say it. He's fucking football Jesus. Yeah, but, he's, he's you know. But like you said, wow. Just fucking. I mean, if you if you are bored, just look up anything about him. None of it, none of it pans out in his favor no. ever. He has no. Rede- he barely has any redeeming qualities. He's like a shittier version of Bill Clinton's brother, like Roger. <laughs> that like the Roger Clinton, where everything that involves him yeah. was just shitty. He's like a worse version of that. There was a great Greg Giraldo joke back in the day where it's like every politi- every politician's got that crazy brother. Yeah, it's like Bill Clinton has Roger Clinton, Jeb Bush has George Bush. Yeah, that's such a good joke. That's yeah. I mean, one of the all time masters. Rest in peace. Anyway, uh, we'll move on to uh, America's backup, Chad Henney. He looks and plays like fake Bortles. <laughs> what can you say about Chad Henney except for uh, he is a guy named Chad Henney? The most interesting thing about him is that he has drunk on a golf course face. <laughs> He's got that that like that fucking shitty double chin. Yeah, he he looks like the. The soccer dad who hasn't gotten fat yet. <laughs> I like it, dude. Uh, Ch- oh, I forgot I had this burn. Uh, Chad Henney partied in the Bahamas in 2011 with balloons in his shirt that looked like boobs. Upon seeing the balloon boobs by force of habit, Tyreek Hill punched Henny in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. 
Yeah. They call it the Ray Rice Luau. Oh. <laughs> Dude. I'm, I'm ready to get some to some of these burns because let's, let's, let's keep going. Running back. With running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire. What do you have about Diet VA Bennett? So let me tell you a story. Just sit right there. I'll tell you about about how no one gives a fuck about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He sucks. I know. Kn- I get my. Yes, I did. All right. Well, I wasn't even done. But right. okay. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. We, Keep going. I, I, no, I killed it anyway. Uh, he's out of the fucking game anyway this week. So fucking who cares? Um, I do because uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is nicknamed himself the Glide. Thanks to his uncanny ability to glide right into the arms of a defensive end. <laughs> uh, no, he was just looking for like a Glade Glide sponsorship. We do have that. Uh, we do have a sponsorship coming later based on a name. Nice. Uh, uh, backup running back. Pretty good running back, actually. Daryl Williams. What do you got? His face says possession of stolen goods. His stats say, don't worry. He'll be easy enough to catch. <laughs> Uh, Daryl Williams looks like if Chadwick Boseman was demoted from Black Panther to Carolina Panther. <laughs> he looks like Chadwick Boseman now. <laughs> well, I think Chadwick was a little skinnier for some reason. That, that was the joke because he's dead and decomposing. So. Wait, Chadwick Boseman died? Yeah. Oh, no. Man, I just hope they don't get to Betty White next. Um, <laughs> very genuinely funniest woman to ever live. Yeah, I, her, Carol Burnett, Joan Rivers, fucking monsters that are never appreciated the way they were. <clears throat> um, I posted a post last night that was before, and I saw a bunch of them come afterwards, but I was like, fuck New Year's. I'm getting fucked up for Betty White. Yep. And then, like, hours later, I'm seeing a bunch of different things like that, and I'm like, I made the joke, too. Like... Nah, man, she was, uh, it's like 20, someone tweeted 2021 basically farted on the elevator and walked out. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to this guy, Derek Gore. He looks like if Deshaun Watson never assaulted people at massage parlors, (laughs) but only because he couldn't afford a masseuse. (laughs) Uh, if you look at him, he looks pissed off in every picture. (laughs) I think having the last name Gore and being a shitty running back, like the, uh, it automatically draws comparisons to Frank Gore. And much like the Watt family, any Derek is always a disappointment. Yep. Oh, I like it. Thank you. There you go. And the first name Derek with running backs. See? That was clever as fuck. You know who's not clever as fuck? You ready? Yeah. Wide receiver. Tyreek Hill. I'm assuming he's going to be out on concussion protocols this week. Like, I haven't seen an injury report, but I did just read an article where he challenged Hussein Bolt to a race and is betting his Super Bowl ring that he would win. Jesus. So I assume he has a serious head injury. Yes. Well, with that, not to be outdone, Tyreek Hill also challenged Joe Jackson to a contest to see who can be more abusive towards their kids. (laughs) Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Tiger Hill's uh, sitting in the Adrian Peterson lounge at the airport. <laughs> uh, Tyreek Hill shoved a Chiefs wide receiver coach last year. This was after Hill mistakenly thought that the wide receiver coach was his own son. 
I'm just waiting for the Eminem verse about Tyreek now. Oh, yes. Tyreek and Hill are both very easy words to rhyme. Yeah. Do it, Eminem. If you can rhyme Adrian, if you can do shit with Adrian Peterson, do it with Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill last year in a game had seven receptions, 203 yards, and two touchdowns against the Bucks, and that was after the first quarter. When the Bucks when the Bucks reached out to Hill for comment, he said, "You need to be terrified of me too, bitch." <laughs> he said that to his girlfriend. <laughs> Do you not see the audio tape? No, I, I I didn't, but I saw articles about it. I just didn't dig deep into him because. Yep. Well, one I, every once in a while, I'll make the mistake of playing a video of one of the guys and hearing them talk, and being like, "I'm not able, I'm not able to dig deeper." And was that Tyreek Hill for you? Yes. Have you heard him talk? What? Other than threatening everyone and acting, he like, literally said that to his uh, to his girlfriend at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like I said, I saw the the headlines. I didn't actually watch it, but anytime he talks, it is straight. Like that shitty Napoleon complex dude that as a bouncer I had to throw out of the bar. Yep. He's that. Yep. To the point where it annoyed me. He's like, who the f- do you do you know who I am, basically? Oh, uh, no, he's not even, do you know who I am? He's like, I don't care. I'll fucking kill you. I'll beat the shit. <laughs> like, like, hey, dude, you had two lemon drops. Calm down. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fuck you then. And he gets thrown out of the bar, goes home, fucks up his kid, fucks up his wife, breaks his TV, cries. Fall asleep on the back porch. That guy. Yep, and that's what he's going to do after his career. Yeah. Let's get, get to some of these other uh, fuck sticks. Uh, speaking of, I like this guy. I like his redemption story. I think, um, well, we're going to roast him. But for now, Josh motherfucking Gordon. What a guy. Uh, Josh Gordon is currently on the COVID list, which continues the long-standing tradition of Josh Gordon testing positive for things. <laughs> uh, did you ever see that thing where uh, Josh Gordon, where they were like, oh, we'll call him Josh Flash Gordon. Yep. And he had no idea who the fuck Flash Gordon was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a burn about him, but that was just one of the few things I remember about him where. Uh, they call him Flash Gordon because of his uncanny ability to run really, really quickly to the guy that gives him fake pee. <laughs> I thought it was because they were both coquettes, but anyway. Not true. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on to Nicole Hardman. He plays like he's Tyreek Stump. <laughs> he's Tyreek Plateau. Yep. Well, apparently someone told him, not, or someone forgot to tell him not to use his porn name. <laughs> Me, Cole. Hard, man. Yeah, it sounds like, like a shitty porn name. It sounds like a gay porn name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and finally, the uh, for the wide receivers, we have Byron Pringle. What do you got? All right, this is my Alex joke of the week. Yay! <laughs> Pringle is actually a nickname because his head's so tiny, it fits into Pringle cans. Yeah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like this joke. Uh, Byron Pringle has an endorsement deal with Pringles, which is the only reason Andy Reid still keeps him on the team. <laughs> now I picture him just being like, hey, you want an extension, bro? <laughs> Pony up. Uh, cheddar and sour cream. Let's fucking do it. Come on. Bring it over. Original flavor. Bring it over. <clears throat> Pizza. What do you got? I'm just listing up Pringles flavors. I know. 
But there's I assure you Andy Reid knows all of them. Oh my god. Uh but there is one more pass catcher we need to talk about. You ready to get to him? Go for it. Tight end. Travis Kelsey. Former UC Bearcat. In 2016, Travis Kelsey had a reality show on E Network called yeah! Catching <clears throat> called Catching Kelsey. Fifty women had sixty seconds each to wow him. That's it. I can't write a burn that is more pathetic for an NFL athlete to be participating in. <laughs> uh, I remember when we roasted the Chiefs last. I wasn't on this episode, but every, every it was like Lee Rudick and Zach Powers. They all had jokes about that. It, 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 it's <gasps> I watched like a thirty second clip and then had to shower. <laughs> <clears throat> can confirm Lloyd actually did have to shower. <clears throat> uh. So uh, Travis Kelsey chugged a beer. Just kidding. Travis Kelsey started a dating show called Catching Kelsey, where he dated a woman from each of the 50 U.S. states. Not to be outdone, Tyreek Hill started a show called Catching Hill, where Tyreek Hill punched a child that was from each U.S. state. Go <laughs> uh, catching charges. <laughs> That's a great tag. It's a Thank great you. tag. Thank you. Travis Kelsey also chugged a beer from the Lombardi Trophy after the Chiefs' Super Bowl 54 win. Not to be outdone, Tyreek Hill used the Lombardi Trophy as a weapon to beat the shit out of his kid. <laughs> oh, that was that Child was abuse fun. is funny. It is when you're not the abuser. but Or Lloyd, the abused, I think, probably would true. be more the, true. the way to take that. But Lloyd? Alex. I think we got him pretty good. I think we did, too. Oh, yeah. Predictions and bullshit. That was so much fun. Fuck yeah, I enjoyed this, man. Oh, that was so much fun. We got to the the awkward, hey, autism fixation conversation, but then we got to some good Bengals talk, and then just, man. I thought the burns were real fun this week. I was getting to that. Yeah. I was getting to that. I know. And the burns were fun this week. I literally started writing those this morning. Yeah, I only had a few written before this morning, and uh, I did not wake up. You did not wake up very early, did you? No. Well, I did. I woke up fairly early, but I did not go to bed until fairly early. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was. I was in uh, rough spots this morning. I I had made Daddy made poor decisions last night. (laughs) Oh yeah, I didn't pour one out for Betty White. I poured all of them down my fucking head. We went to a Go Bananas last night. Uh, it was just me and Cronin and Ran and Connor Mead from Detroit, Lee, Callie Bach, Kenny and Squints, Josh Faust, Alex Leeds, Cooper, Mikey, just all those fucking people were there. And Fuck yeah, that sounds like fun. We partied our fucking dicks off and it's a fun yearly tradition, dude. I kind of, I was the karaoke DJ up there and we just sang and had a good time and dude, the New Year's is like one of my favorite nights ever. Go bananas all the time. Yeah, <clears throat> just having it this year for the first time in a long time. I was off on New Year's Eve, so uh, you know I might have went a little harder in the paint than was necessary. <laughs> and uh, definitely woke up like I woke up with that thought of like, how far away from a McDonald's am I? <laughs> I love those thoughts. Like I knew I needed to get the shitty, greasiest what like in my in my carcass before it could even come close to being alive good i bought a meal with a large orange juice and two large coffees (laughs) (laughs) 
By the time I got home, I drank the entire orange juice, <clears throat> half of my bo- bottle of water, and one of the coffees. Oh, my God. Like, How much did you piss? Uh, all of it. All, all, <laughs> all of the piss. How much did you piss? Yes. Yes. I, it was a tributary to a large river at this point. It, it was a really large yellow river. It was, it was only it slightly was, less gross than the Ohio River. Yeah. I, I woke up a little dehydrated. <laughs> a little hungover, but <laughs> a lot hungover. Yeah, but I think I pulled it together pretty well. Good. We did. We had to record it a little late because I was in Michigan this week and got to do some shows up there. I, I forgot to talk about this because I got I got a I post on Instagram how I was like, man, I really want to spot a spot at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, which is a great club up in Royal Oak, just north of Detroit. Yeah, never been there, but I know that comics like it. <clears throat> I actually did get a spot on that show. Fuck yeah. Because a, uh, a comic didn't show up, and I was like first on the wait list. And they're like, Alex, come here. It's like, you're on the show. I was like, pretty in the middle of the show. But dude, some of the comics up there on that mic were so fucking bad. I, I have... <clears throat> I have um, one of my comic friends that's... I won't say who because I know that he still plays there. Okay. But uh he's you know, he's a regularly touring guy. He's like, you know, worked with like Pepitone and Metzger and a bunch of other people like he's not yeah. a nobody. He was telling me that some of the time in Detroit has been some of the worst like open mic stuff he's ever seen in his fucking life. Oh yeah. Do the host of the mic I forget his name, but he was an old. Have you ever seen an old man with a muffin top? Yep. That picture that Michael Holder. Uh, worse. Okay. Way worse. Like he was like chubby legit. Dennis Piper. Yes, where he literally he legit had a muffin top, and he was like in the show. He's a fucking married dude, and I say that because he um, there, a lady walked into the showroom like she was a part of the crowd, and then he said like as she was walking away he shouted, "If I'm funny, can you show me your boobs?" Ah. Uh. And the only the only way I could react was to look back at him and say, "If you're not funny, I'm showing you mine." I don't. You you hit on one of the things I hate the fucking most. Go Is on. Any performer who uses like that stage thing to like, I won't say bully that kind of interaction, but like push it. Yeah. Like I've seen bands do it. I've seen comics do it. It's always fucking gross. Yes. And I I think he was like, he thought he was trying to be funny, but like all we've all aged past that. Hey, bro, this was funny in 79. Yeah. Back in the fucking prior era. And and not even funny then, but like people let it ride. Yeah. Like no one laughed, but they're like, okay. All right. It's, it's him. And he's, I didn't even know who the fuck he was. He was a terrible host. Like I said, the same comic I was talking about, he, that's the kind of <clears throat> shit he was talking about, uh, that he was saying was, <clears throat> I think he said he spent like four days there and played at like two or three different places. Yeah. And he said the open mic scene was the weakest he had ever seen in a city. Yeah. And the cl- here's what I'm going to say. <clears throat> the club is fantastic. Right. It's a great room. The people that run the club clearly give a shit. Yeah. They do a great job with it. The one dude Bill I met, he's been there for years. He's personal friends with Dave Attell. 
Right, which is, I mean, if you don't know anything else, that tells you a lot. Yeah. They they take care of the room. They see it well. It was a full room, and, like, and we're just like, the cr- it's one of those, cr- it's like Wiley's in a way, in Dayton, where the crowd is just waiting for someone who knows how to tell a joke. Yeah. And there were a couple comics, like, I'll, I'll be this guy for a second. I was one of them. I know how to tell a joke. There were a couple comics like Brad Wenzel. I don't know if you know who. Do you yeah, know who yeah. he is? Yeah. So funny. He's definitely. I mean, if, you, if that guy doesn't get laughs, then it's the crowd's fault. Yep. A hundred percent. Like that is a dude who is funny, period. Yeah. And he's like, he has such ridiculous jokes, but they're all, they're all so funny. Yeah. He's got like, um, he's got like that Rory Scovel charm. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Is that Little accurate? Bit. Like, uh, not not they have the same kind of comedy, but that kind of likability. Yeah, it's like you're like weirdly drawn in to both Brad and Rory. Yeah, and no matter how weird they go, you're like, okay, I get it. Yep, and that's what that's what they do. But like, I was lucky to have a good set, and a couple of my friends, a friend of mine, Lana in Royal Oak, who I met at UD, shout out, she's the fucking best. Not inviting her on the podcast, not happening. I only referenced that because of handy hats, but um, yep. yep. But no, we, we hung out with her and her roommate and her boyfriend, and they were all just like, "You were so great." I'm like, "No, it's fine," but they were all super for cool. Detroit. You were amazing, <laughs> yeah, for fucking real. And they're like, "We'd love to go to more open mics," and I'm like, "Really? Well, really? I mean, go somewhere else. Support the club. Um, they live super close to the club, so good." I was like, support the club. I told her, I told her to go see um, Jackie Cation at the end of January. For sure. Monster. She's killer, dude. Yeah. But yeah, Michigan was fun. Shout out to Brett Hayden up in Michigan for letting me stay with him. We just nerded out on, or nerded out on Genty music and nerded out on comedy. And we just hung out, talked. And it was the fucking best. And I'm glad I went up there. Fuck yeah. But like it was a lot of fun, man. It was it was fun. It was worth it. But now I'm back in Cincinnati, kind of getting to, back to normal life here pretty soon. But all that aside, plugs. What do you got? Uh, check out the Bastard Sermon. As always. <clears throat> uh, recent guest, Alex Schubert. Yes. Uh, getting verbally pelted by my daughter. And go to the Patreon because that's where like the the regular episode I thought was fine, but like the Patreon episode was like the most. She fun. went the fuck off. Oh my god! Like everyone it, in the room did. Yeah, I mean, I was quiet for so much of that episode because I could feel that like <clears throat> Cody was almost like pushing for me to jump in on her side. Yeah, and I'm like, no, you're gonna pick this fight. You're gonna lose this fight. Oh yeah, and he did. For sure. Lily it. is a mentally strong human yeah, being. He went at her with all the same stuff he does to so many people on the show, which is, you know, part of the fun. But she did not back down for a fucking second. Uh, she went, never does. Went real hard on everyone. Was super, No hold but like, barred. But fun. Like, not mean. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check out that. There's There's been a, a lot of fun episodes lately. Um, <clears throat> other than that... Uh, Go Bananas. Chad Daniels is coming soon. I know. am forcing my parents, brother, and his girlfriend to go see him. Yeah, I will. I'm I'm going no matter what. Yeah, he's he's my number three. Yeah, he's and just so fucking fun to see live. If you haven't checked out Chad Daniels or you don't know his comedy, I assure you, you will like it. 
of the 10, I always say of the 10 hardest kills I've ever seen a comedian have, Chad's had three or four of them. Oh, yeah. He's monster. He's a master, a master. He's a master writer. There's no comic who gets mad at a crowd better than Chad Daniels. Yeah. He's him and Sean Patton have that thing where it does, I don't care what crowd is there. They're going to make it funny. Yeah. And they're going to make you laugh. He's they're so good at what they do, especially <laughs> Chad, because. Yeah. God, Chad's had me in tears on numerous occasions. Go watch Chad Daniels. Absolutely. Uh, but before that, this Wednesday, go to the Go Bananas Pro-Am. Daddy's closing it out. All right. That's I'm right. I'm so stoked. I've got a few. I think a few, few of my baseball teammates are going to come. Some friends uh, from college might come. Uh, I'm, and if you come and listen to his comedy, you might come. You know what? Actually, I don't think they will. They might. They won't. I have more faith in you than you do, then. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a shame, because I kind of have faith in myself to do that, but all that aside, go to Go Bananas, go see Chad, maybe see me if you like. Go see Chad before you see me, because you've probably seen my horseshit act before, but... No, do both. They're both great. Yes. But Lloyd... Alex? Look at the screen. I only think... I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck you, Kansas Kansas City City Chiefs. Chiefs. We like the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.